When it comes to Dave Matthews Band, the verdict is in. People either love them or hate them. There doesn't seem to be a middle ground. But for a band who's celebrating 30 years together this year, it would appear that there's still lots of love going around for BMB. Year after year, they sell out venues around the world and have become infamous for their ambitious North American summer tours. Fans flock from all over to see them perform live, and those fans are treated to lengthy shows with unpredictable and ever-changing set lists night after night. The biggest DMB fan is our very own G, and who better to talk about the magic of Dave Matthews Band than him? On this episode, G shares his memories from their 2013 summer concert at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center, better known as SPAC, in New York State. The Concert Goers, Season 2. This is Episode 4, Dave Matthews Band, The Summer 2013 Tour, with your hosts, Jessica Dion and Jenny Fiasque. Woo! So for the time any- has come for you to turn off your radios. No, no. it's <laughs> as big of a Paul McCartney fan I am. Mm-hmm. G is as big a Dave Matthews fan. Yeah, I guess that's pretty. I mean, I know they're not in the same category. I understand, but you yeah. you are the biggest Dave Matthews fan I have ever met. I'm probably the biggest Dave Matthews band fan in Montreal, honestly. Probably, to be honest, because I have quite a bit of friends and. None of them like Dave Matthews. They all roast me. And I don't. guess the real question here is why are you still friends with them? I don't know, because I don't have any other friends. Okay, I understand. Hey, but I like Dave Matthews, Ben. So. You do. Sorry. You do. It's just an interesting thing. It's always been a, a band that I've uh, I've never met anyone that's like, ah, I'm as big as a fan as you are. Why do you, you know why I mean? do you think that? I don't know. It's, I, I literally have dragged people, like friends, to shows because I didn't want to go alone. And then once they go, they're like, oh, that was a good show, but I'll never go again. And uh, <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's horrific. So normally I take, you know, my dad, my dad who loves music, he likes the band because I like the band. And he's like, oh, he loves, he loves Carter, the drummer. He's like, oh, look at how he plays that song. You know, like. You know, he, d- he is a good drummer though. Yeah. He's an insane drummer. And I mean, so it's just, um, it's fun to take my dad, but then there's just me. And I don't like, you know, I don't care to go alone. Like I, I don't, I mm-hmm. went alone. I didn't, you know. But, but you've seen you've seen him alone a couple times, no? Oh, uh, yes, yes. The show we're gonna discuss. I um, the show we're gonna discuss. I was alone at. Yes. Wow. In, in a in a foreign country. In a foreign country, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> so the show that we're talking about uh, today is um, May twenty sixth, two thousand thirteen, at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center. Also known, as, known as SPAC. SPAC. The, who, who, who decided that? Like, is, is it something among the locals? Like- a, no, when you drive uh, through uh, New York State, uh, so to give people an idea from Montreal to Saratoga Springs, New York, which is upstate New York, it's a three and a half hour drive. Mm-hmm. It's half an hour from Albany. Right. So, um, and Albany is the capital of New York. Now, um, when you drive towards Saratoga, Saratoga Performing Arts Center, there's a sign. It says SPAC, like next exit or whatever. Hmm. And <clears throat> you just, you know, you get to know once in a while and that's what it is. So like, people then, so people just like, I'm assuming that you've met people along the way uh, that you've seen at shows. At shows, yeah. And they also call it SPAC? Yeah, oh, how okay, you going cool. to SPAC this weekend? Okay, cool. No one says you're going to Saratoga this weekend? Where the hell? Okay. Well, listen. I'm. I'm. I'm learning. 
I'm learning. No, no, I'm not giving you attitude. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, would you rather say SPAC or Saratoga no, Performing Arts no, Center? No, it sounds, it sounds ridiculous. No, SPAC yeah. is a lot better. Yeah. Okay. So SPAC is one of those legendary venues that the band never skips. And it, it, they always do a double night. So it's usually a Friday and Saturday. Well, you went, didn't you go to both shows? I went that, yeah. So the show we're discussing now was the Saturday night. So the, I second, went on the, the second show, well. yeah. Because I remember because the Friday was my birthday and you missed my birthday. So thank you very much for that. Well, just a, yeah, you're welcome. A, a, a tidbit on that show was the 25th of May, which is Jess's birthday. We were also supposed to go see Fall Out Boy. That's true. Mont- you did. Montreal. Me. I yeah. do remember that. Oh, there's another show we'll have to talk about one day. Yeah, so I d- I could not go because I was like, Jess, I have to go see Dave Matthews. And I I was and I was an understanding friend, and I said, you go, yeah. you follow you your go, heart, Glenn Coco. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I said. Okay, I want to backtrack yeah. before we get to the the show. How did yeah. you become a fan? I don't know. Okay, that's really, not the answer I was hoping for. It's a it's a it's a weird story. I was uh, in L.A on a vacation with my family one year. Okay. I was maybe 12 or 13. I thought you were going to see something way more incredibly douchey <clears throat> than that. What? No, I've only been to California once and it was with my family. Okay. So no douchey stories yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and there was this, um, this music store, not even a record shop, like a music store that sold CDs and whatever. And um, I walked in and there was this thing playing on TV. It was, was a band like a guy a sweaty ass guy playing a guitar with like you know it's cool band members and stuff i was like what the hell is that it sounds cool and i go to the guy i'm like 12 right <laughs> what is that he's like oh man <laughs> sweet this is how he spoke i don't know for oh man you know like uh, it's dave matthews band man you know <laughs> no <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what i was watching was uh, Dave Matthews band, the Central Park concert mm. now, um, which was it released in 2003, which is a really good and live album. That's probably that's what started all for me. It's still one of my favorites. I still I know it by heart. I listen to it often uh, and I love the artwork. Mm-hmm. And um, but so I see that and the guy's like, oh, there's um, a DVD and a CD, man, wow. you know, like so. So I I go um I I go I didn't have money then obviously I go so to my dad I'm like oh. yeah I stole twelve <laughs> year old kid runs out yeah. with a Dave Matthews CD yeah right you catch that kid he has a DMB merch anyway um I go to my dad I'm like oh, I need to buy this and I told my dad he's like what are you buying I'm like I don't know Dave Matthews man he goes what is that I'm like I don't know <laughs> and I and I and I picked it up I bought the DVD of the show and the live album which the live album uh, is which is behind me right here. Mm. Uh, it's a triple. I'm not sure if it's a triple or it's a quadruple uh, box set. Okay. <clears throat> so it cost quite a bit back in the day. I you really, I, mean? I liked the fact that you went to your dad and and were like, I need to buy this instead of can I please buy this? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need to something. There was something drawing me. It's like a musical awakening. S- yeah, something happened. Uh, I saw and and I don't even like. I'm trying to remember what song it was, but I was like, this guy's sweating a lot and he looks cool, <laughs> you know? And and ever since the, I, I came back home after that trip and I just fully immersed myself in this band. Hmm. 
And I was like, what the hell am I listening to? There was everything that I loved about music in a band, which uh, for those who don't know, the, the band is, 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 is super diverse. Yeah, and it is. Everyone comes from a different musical background, whether it was country music, bluegrass, uh, soul, funk, rock. Um, so there's everything of, of that. And, you know, at the time, they still had a, a violinist. Right. Um, so there's a violin in the band. You know, <laughs> like, what the hell is going on here? It so was, everything that I loved about music was, was there. But it added all of their different sounds, added a, a different dimension to the music. And that's that's what drew me to the band as well. Like, after you were the only person I knew who listened to d <laughs> And no, I mean, I, I, I still am. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, yeah. No, but then what you said, okay, well, here's, you know, because some of the songs are like 15 minutes long, so it's it's quite long. Well, that's, that's, so that's the thing about the band. Their studio work is is anywhere between, you know, four yes. to nine minutes, but they're known as a jam band. So, I mean, when they perform live, which is why the live album was like four CDs or whatever, because one of the songs on it, I remember very correctly, because I was like 12, I was like, why is Two Step 18 minutes long? That's... <laughs> And then you, you know. Two Step, that's a song I haven't heard in a long time. It's, I like that song yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I do remember, doesn't, is it on that album where the, he does, uh, there's a long version of Don't Drink the Water, isn't there? Or is it on that's the other the op- one? That's the opening song. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. There's like a really big build to it and then it's that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's my history with the band. And then I, I didn't see them live. This was like 2003. <clears throat> I didn't see them live until 2009. I, I didn't. I, well, no, you weren't going to were go by yourself. No, you going to say, they... Dad, drive me here. Yeah, Dad, drive me. I have to go here now. <laughs> you know? Um, no, that's a, it, It's interesting that it took that long, but I guess it would have allowed you to immerse yourself completely in the catalog at that point. Yeah, no kidding. Like, I saw them the first time I saw them live was actually in Montreal. And uh, which ha- they hadn't performed in Montreal, I think it was like seven years or they something. They don't perform in Montreal very often. They started to more now, but after the last time I saw them here, when there was only like 5,000 people in attendance at the Bell Center, I'm I, was, like, mm. I was there. No, not the show after. Oh. Yeah. This, this was in uh, actually like December 2019. Okay, no, I, did, I didn't see them there. Yeah. Okay. It was like 7,000 people there or something. I'm like, hmm. Interesting, but the time that you went, but they should it was, it was full. So then they should do a club show. Yeah, like Metropolis, classes are whatever. You know, whatever. Just it's it's all fine, all of it. We're throwing it out into the universe because we yes. want this to happen, and I would definitely go see. Um, I would love that. One of the interesting things about the albums you were talking about is uh, they have this habit of releasing live albums called live tracks, and mm-hmm. there's I don't know how many there are, like forty five of them. There's uh. I think we're at 52 now. Okay, so there you go. It wasn't too far off. And that is a trip in itself. Like those albums yeah. are are really, really epic. So when you started listening to them, how many live tracks albums were out? And did you gravitate towards those? <laughs> I wanted everything to do with everything Dave Matthews, man. Okay. So so for me, I, I, I went to buy their discography up to the year that it was. And I bought all the live albums that were available mm-hmm. 
to the everyday people, but the live tracks you had to buy online. They were through, not available through their webs through their uh, their fan club. No. Uh, no, just their shop, okay. the Dave Matthews Band shop. So, uh, but if you are a member of the warehouse, which is the fan club, which I am not for some reason, but okay. uh, you get special releases and things every year or, or something. But um, yeah, so at that point, I think, I don't know, I maybe had maybe 15 of them. Okay. And now I have them all. Oh, you do have them all. Okay, that was gonna be my follow-up. I, I don't. I, I'm not up. I'm not up to date because I think they just released a few this year. I didn't get them yet, but I still buy them on CD because there's only a handful of them available on streaming services, and and they're the ones that are really good. Actually, are on streaming. They're all really good, but the ones that are really stand out. Live at Bush Stadium. Live at Bush Stadium. Uh, the MGM Grand shows, which is like a four disc set, and uh, even Fenway Park is a good one too. Which is the one where they play? A bit of uh, Norwegian wood. Uh, uh, remember when you heard that? You almost started to cry. I did because it was so... I, I wasn't expecting that at all. It's an orange one, so I'm not... not yeah, sure it's one of the song. earlier ones. And he, it was like uh, their, song, their song recently. And then he did like a snippet of like Norwegian wood. Exactly. And Jess almost lost her mind. Yeah, it was... Listen, I... When you introduced me to the to music, I was really... Uh, I wrote, I became I became like a fan like I really appreciated uh the music obviously my all-time favorite song is Great Street but yeah. there um yeah there's there's just a lot of really really epic songs um I do <laughs> I want to talk about a tradition that you have about <laughs> bringing it's ridiculous it's hilarious but I want to know the story behind it you have this tradition of bringing this doily to a concerts DMB concerts, and I need to know what the story behind that is. <laughs> I stopped doing it now. Oh. But at, <laughs> at a point when I was going to SPAC a lot, because I went to SPAC, I've seen them eight times at SPAC, and I've never missed a weekend. Okay. So, like, uh, I used to always buy tickets for both nights. I think I saw them, uh, I guess, on four separate occasions. Back to back. You know, back to back. I had posted a picture that I got the tickets in the mail uh, on, a, on a doily uh, and I posted it online and uh, one of our old colleagues, CJ, was like, uh, she commented something like, hey, <laughs> great uh, tickets, but uh, even better doily, you know, and, and then like, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even notice. I was like at my mom's house. My mom had doilies everywhere because she's Italian. Yes. And uh, and then what happened was uh, she pretty much like told me to bring the doily to the show when I would go to Saratoga. So I went to the show and I brought the doily and I had someone take a picture of me with the doily and like the band behind. But you also like, you also brought it to Toronto one time. I, yeah, probably. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, it became the thing. And I, um, I know whenever I brought the doily, I had good sets. So I mean. Sets, not sex. No. Sets. We understood. In my ears, it didn't sound clear. Um, so now you've <clears> given <throat> that up, and are the sets? Well, I, still, and... I don't think I own any doilies where I am now. So. Yeah, well, I'm going to get you that. Thank you so much. Get you a Get me one that's embroidered. Yeah. I will. Yeah. It's just going to say bitch. Yeah, it's a stupid story. I don't know. but no, um... it's, a fu- it's a fun story. I mean, everybody's got these weird traditions. You know, like I always wear yeah. my, my hat. I can't go anywhere like I go see other shows without it, but when I go see Paul McCartney, I have to wear 
the yeah, same the hat, hat all the time. This is very odd. Yeah. Um, so yeah. on this 2013 summer tour, he tour, first of all, he tours every year or every every summer every, every summer, summer there's there's always a summer tour it sometimes they hit canada sometimes they don't and the thing I usually always hit toronto but sometimes they'll hit montreal but we don't really have the capacity for an outdoor venue right here, so they'll probably play on like a winter tour or something but they the summer tours are always pretty extensive like yeah, it's you, not you, you know oh we'll like, do 50 15 shows it's like 45 to 50 shows a summer yeah. which is really it's really quite epic when you think about it. Yeah, it ranges starts in like May and like ends in like September. And then there's also that really infamous show or like the the stay at the gorge. Yeah, it's always it's I'm pretty Labor sure Labor Day it's weekend. Always Labor Day weekend and they do three nights uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You've never been to that, eh? I've never been to that. Do you want to go to that? Like a, that's a big big goal. Okay. Goal for the gorge. The only thing is, if you stay at the gorge, you have to like camp out there. Camp, I don't think camping is a deal breaker for me. Yeah, because I don't think there's civilization for like ninety minutes or something. So that's how. How deep wonderful! It, so it's it, like Woodstock. Yeah, so the gorge is pretty much this um, this venue in Washington, and uh, and it, it it's apparently magical. But you have to camp. The, it overlooks the canyons and whatever. And like, there's a venue, like there's a stage that's erected there with like tons of lawn space and chairs, but you have to camp. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I, th- I think I, prob- I don't know either. That's I why I've probably, always been skeptical. Yeah. I probably could have done it. Just, I don't, I'm not sure I could do it anymore. I'd have to really get details. Like not everyone can, they can't, 50,000 people can't camp there. You no, know what I mean? No, it's like Glastonbury and just, just gross. Yeah. yeah um, so. If you want to talk about, or if you want to see something that's really, really gross, um, <laughs> watch the Woodstock 99 uh, documentary where yes. it's, people thought that they were um, jumping in around in mud and really they were jumping around in shit. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's disgusting. Anyways, back to the <laughs> back to <laughs> Dave the Matthews played there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm sure, I'm sure he prefer to forget about that before we get to, yep. the, to the set list because the set list is pretty um is pretty fantastic yep. um there's a really fun story and you can look it up online of dave riding his bike on that tour and then getting stranded and then getting picked up by two <laughs> random like randos. random yeah. people driving to the show and they just they yeah. saw some guy clearly you know having a rough time and they just they pick him up and it's it's Dave Matthews. Yeah, and they like uh, I I think it was at the Gorge, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. I think maybe yeah. Um, but one of those um, venues. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, you would have passed out. I would have passed out. And the thing that I love about stories about people meeting Dave is that he's apparently such a nice dude. He's also like, very shy. He's very shy, very awkward. Mm-hmm. Like just to give you an idea, when he's on stage. The voice that he does that he speaks with is not his actual voice. I know. Like he does this like southern. He's like from well, he's from Virginia, but but he does this like southern like like voice like that. It's, and like it's that's very, not his voice. No, I know. It's very weird. It's like it's like he he goes into character and he yeah. also is a man of few words. So Yeah, and his few words are always like Jane. Uh, this is a song about Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be like, Oh, y'all smell good looking tonight. And then that's it. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so you went, obviously you had to drive. So we said three and a half hours. Do yeah. you stay in a hotel? The, yeah, the hotel. Yeah. I try to always stay in the same place, uh, which is for the most part, I've always had a, a good luck staying at the same hotel. Lots of uh, which, lots of DMB people in the hotel. Yeah, it, it, I always when I would book SPAC, uh, the tickets would go on sale in the winter. The shows would be in the summer. I would always book my hotel right away because mm-hmm. I knew yeah, sell out. It would be it would sell out, and I don't stay in Saratoga. I stay in a suburb called Clifton Park, New York, right, which is uh, twenty minutes from Saratoga and that's like 10 minutes to Albany. So it's like kind of in between, you know, but um, yeah, hotel and. Uh, and what, what's the, so it's an outdoor venue, but it's covered, right? Yeah. It's what, it's one of those amphitheaters. Okay. Right? And what's, what's the layout? Like, is it, is all seats, is there standing room? How yeah. So there's a, there's a floor, there's a pit. So that's general admission. There's a floor, the floor part of the seat, I think indoors. Mm-hmm. So the floor and the balcony. I think altogether, I think it's 5,000 seats. Um, so I said there's a pit. And then behind, there's the lawn, which is like 20,000. And people just sit there. Yep. And you can literally not even see the show. No, because, no because of the, the way that it's made. There's no yeah, way Yeah, there's like covers. The so they put like outdoor screens, but they're not big. They're like the size of my TV probably. And, okay. and people just, I think the ones that get the lawn... It's like 50 bucks or whatever. And you just get super hammered and high and just okay. have a good time and just dance in the rain and shit, you know? Not really not really my cup of tea. I would prefer to be able to see the band. Uh, that's why I always struggled to get tickets inside. What's what's the ticket price when you're wanting to go inside? Oh, so I think it's like... I've paid anywhere between 75 to like 95 That's really not expensive. No, it's not. And and I've always had these. I've I've sat on the balcony. Uh, I think twice, which any, anywhere you sit inside back is good. But the but there's something about the floor mm-hmm. that's just like. Well, the energy is so always good. different on the floor. Yeah, but it's it's harder. It's obviously much harder to get tickets. But what's cool about the balcony is if you're on the balcony and you look behind. So the balcony maybe has like maybe ten or fifteen rows. It's if you look behind you, you see everyone on the lawn. Right. That's kind of cool. Who can't see the show? Who can't see the show, but I can see them and the show. Okay, it's so you have the best seat in the house. Then I understand. Yeah. you know it's it's cool to think about the longevity of the band. You know they're celebrating like thirty years this year. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah, it's it's and very cool. I mean, to think that people like they can do a summer tour every year and people will just keep going back. And I, you know, I know you were mentioning before that the Montreal show didn't have as many people in December of of twenty nineteen. But mm-hmm. I think that that just might be reflective of the Montreal crowd. But everywhere in the States, he's like this, like this legend. People just, he's, yeah. like, he's like a piece of American, he's like Americana. It's really weird. They're, they're one of the top grossing tour bands ever. Are they really? Yeah. Like, I think, um, I think when they did the, um, like, Billboard did the, uh, their, their, their tally for, like, uh, shows from, like, 2010 to 2020. Like the decade, I think they were like in the top five. Well, I mean, it speaks to their the the amount of touring that they do. Um, he must, yeah, and, he must and really they, be they, they out. sell out everywhere. Sorry, he, go ahead. No, he must be really freaking out not being able to tour. I mean, I know that now there's more there's tour dates that have been announced, but they've been touring pretty much all summer. They had one mishap this past summer, which is actually at the Gorge, where they couldn't perform with the whole band. Right. 
but they did some sort of magical thing where I saw videos and like they did Dave Matthews stuff. They did covers. It was like this crazy hmm. musical masterpiece. Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Um, yeah. Okay, walk me through the beginning of the show. How does Dave make an entrance on stage? I feel like it's he just appears. <laughs> yeah, they, they the the house lights go down a bit. Well, it's also outside, right? So the house lights from the ins- like the inside bowl kind of go down a bit before not right away not when they're walking on stage so they just go it goes on to kind of set a mood or whatever so mm-hmm. people kind of get an idea um but yeah i don't know dave literally just walks on okay. <laughs> he was just there, walks on so on this show you were telling me that there was a curtain drop yes yes this one had a curtain drop. Okay, curtain drops if you've never been to a show with a curtain drop you are missing out yeah, this uh, there was. I think they did it for two years. They had actually the the show you you referenced earlier, the Bush Stadium show mm-hmm. that's on the live tracks. That one didn't have a curtain drop, but it had like a screen in front. Oh, so whatever. So if you listen to the two step on that opening, that that's the opening song of that album. The intro of that song is all performed behind like the screen, not a not a curtain, a screen. Okay. And that's why at some point when the buildup is going to come for two-step, it's because, and you hear the crowd go crazy. It's because, because they the lifted screen the screen. is lifting. Uh, yeah. Okay, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so when, so the, they open the show on this show uh, with Trip and Billy's, which is a song Ooh. that you love and that I love. Um, and how does the curtain come down with that? Like, it's just, it's just so, like immediately? So what happens is... Um, also, I'm going to reference that album again, the the Bush Stadium one. There's a version on that um, on that of Trippin' Billy's on that album that he starts with like an acoustic intro. Yes. So the same thing happens here at this show. So you hear the the, the opening notes of of, of Trippin' Billy's. Yes. And then when the when the drum that's beat when kicks it, in, that's when it drops. Bum, bum. No. Yeah. Yeah. I would pass yeah. those. So that's that's how that show starts. Wow. And. I'm a dude that went from never hearing Tripping Billies to hearing it almost all the time, every time I was at SPAC. Because hmm. it's such a, and it, it's such a good opener. It's a good closer. It's good to hear in the middle. It doesn't really matter. And it's, it's an upbeat song. You can't help but be in a good mood when you hear that song. Serotonin. There you go. <laughs> so walk me through the set list a bit. And so Yeah, just um, the set list is never the same. Every show is a different set list. They'll, they'll never, they'll never very rarely repeat a song twice why do they the why weekend. though they have so many songs but they need to know so many that's what i'm saying yeah and now they start incorporating covers in their shows God. like uh it's just uh yeah the most recent cover they did was uh was come together by the mm-hmm. beatles and uh and they did like a huey lewis in the news that i, I, drug. That I yeah. love <laughs> yeah yeah um, but yeah, so Tripping Billy's opens the <laughs> opens the set. I mean, and then just you know, it's you never know. Like you really never know what's gonna happen at a DMB show. Like so, then Tripping Billy's is super energetic, and then he does like a song like "If Only," which is a bit slower. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's off one of the newer albums. Uh, and then seven is seven is off the same album as as "If Only." They actually, they actually played a lot of sure. songs from that album. Yeah, yeah, they did. I may have, I, yeah, 
then you know just but then there's gems like you go to songs that were never released on an album right. like a studio album called like jtr mm-hmm. uh which uh which by the way that year at SPAC, it was memorial day weekend it was freezing yes there were heaters on the stage for the band and i remember dave coming out in a jacket to pl- and i and i did not dress for the the show because yeah. i didn't know like you know and and i had to buy like a dmb merch scarf or something to cover my neck because it was so cold i do remember that weekend being really freezing because as you mentioned before i had gone to see fallout boy that weekend and yeah. i had to wait outside because it was uh general admission mm. and i was freezing to death it was so cold and there it's like by the water and stuff it's so oh, it was so cold uh i remember stefan the bassist he had like like gloves with like the with fingerless gloves like just to keep his hands warm you know like this that's such a not weird that's thing. not a fun time for the band yeah and and i must the only time they really play jtr is if it rains so i'm assuming that it was maybe raining that day as okay. well that's weird because because okay. no because the lyrics have like oh rain rain down on me like it's just uh, it's yes. a thing and it's become a thing of like oh uh, if it look at, if they play a show where there's like a, a rainstorm that's about to happen or that has, has happened the crowd will chant like jtr and they'll just play it you know what a what an interesting interaction between band and crowd right yeah it's, yeah it's cool yeah. it's yeah. also i think you i mean i know he, he doesn't really do requests does he no, but there are some times like that at JTR or like uh, there's a song that they have uh, called The Last Stop, mm-hmm. um, which never gets, rarely gets played live. And usually on like the, near the last tour date, though, like people will chant it so that they can, so that they can hear it. It's cool. I, I love that. Yeah. I love that kind of. Uh... On, on the Central Park album, uh, the live album, uh, while there's they're doing the intro for along the watchtower you can hear the crowd chanting last stop last stop really last i'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna have to but, go back and listen to that but they don't play it but it's just like just to like give you like an idea of like okay <laughs> what i mean um yeah it's an interesting set you know it's very this set was like a roller coaster okay. <laughs> it went from like super energetic to like slower then back up and then kind of went back down again um but you know a song like uh like recently is always fun mm-hmm. it's one of their earlier songs uh, a song that jane likes you know do, i do got it, a sister it. named jane this is a song that jane likes <laughs> that's, that's, really that's one of my favorite things it's on one of the albums i don't remember which one it is he does it all the time oh all the time okay all the time i got a little sister named jane this is a song that jane likes there you go there you go <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know how to go about the set. Can't Stop uh, was at the time uh, a song that was not on an album. Now it is. On, it was on their last album. Okay. They put it on uh, a great funky track. One Sweet World is always good. And then they end with Two Step, which always uh, gets everyone going. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a good... Yeah. I know that you good had a, I know you had a, a Jay-Z and Kanye West moment right there, but you pushed past it and that was good. Um what well you said it gets the people going <laughs> that's why that's <laughs> whatever um no two step uh. is a two step is a great song and then it's the end of the show before the encore of the first set yeah, yeah exactly so then they leave the stage or they stay on 
No, they leave the stage okay. and they leave the stage for a while because what happens is Dave, Dave, um, I love when their photographer catches pictures of him writing a set because like he'll be like in the back and like you can go and like zoom in oh, on nice. the picture to see what the song, what songs he's writing, you know, and he'll always like he'll never write an encore. He'll write the first set and then when they go back, they'll be like, okay, we'll this do this, we'll we're do doing. this, okay. you know, so you don't really know. And then and then this encore was something of like, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird encore. It's so weird. And it's like dark, but happy. So so there's a huge I think they may have been gone for like 10 minutes. All right. And like everyone's just it feels like it feels long when an artist goes off stage for a long time. You know, like now nowadays they kind of just come back on like after a minute or something. But maybe it was like five ish minutes. I don't know. But uh, but they they come on and um, and they do Big Eyed Fish, which uh, which is very random and not a song and that you slow. Would hear. Slow, not a song you would hear off an encore. That's more of like a mid. They've started shows with that and they've done like you know the mid section of a set list. You know, which usually... is which is where I would normally. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very slower build of a song, but it's a great song and it's also one of the rarer songs that okay. they play. But then, you know, the, the follow-up song is Ants Marching, which is probably what they're mo- one of the songs they're most popular for, which mm-hmm. is off their first album. Uh, and that's a great closer all the time. Um, but the thing is that SPAC, there's like magic in the air. Okay. So, so Ants Marching ends. And you, the think, lights go- you think it's over? The lights go on. Like the lights in the venue are on. Like under the... Yeah, house lights. Yeah. Or house lights are on. But people are still st- are staying and they're just like, they're not going away. All right. Okay. The band goes off stage. Everyone's on. And there's this like unwritten rule that like they never do a double encore. Okay. But they've only done it like a handful of times. And I've been fortunate enough to see that twice. <sighs> That's so back. <laughs> and this was one of the one of the shows that they did. And and the second encore. They come on and they do Halloween, mm-hmm. which uh, is a very, very dark song. It is. And uh, it's pretty much about how like, he wrote the song after his girlfriend at the time. Like she, he asked her to marry her like three times and she said no mm-hmm. all three times or something. <laughs> and it's very aggressive. It's a very hard song. It's probably one of their hardest songs. It's also a song that they jam on a lot. They jam on, and and then lyrics are never the same. Okay. Like he always changes the lyrics, but uh, and if that's what the people wanted. They played the song with the house lights on, uh, and that's what the people wanted, and that's definitely what I wanted. I was so excited. Wow. The show started with Tripping Billies and ended with Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> you said. You how know, do you leave? Like, how do you leave? <laughs> you know what I mean. When when we were discussing which show that you were going to talk about, uh, you sent me two. Set lists. I was like, oh, one of these two, yeah. And I, I literally, I looked at the opener and I looked at the closer and I thought, you have to talk about this one, because yeah, you start the, you start the show with like this carpe diem themed, like you're like, oh, it's gonna be one of these shows. It's gonna be so like like cathartic, happy. yeah, yeah. And then, and then the last song is Halloween. He's like telling his girlfriend to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's um, it's quite the change. It's it's quite the emotional roller coaster that he brings you on. Yeah, yeah, but for me that was I. I'll never forget it. Uh, I'll never forget the double encore. Like never. How never. how long 
How long was the show? It ranged anywhere between like two hours and forty to three. Okay. Three hours. So, so really yeah. good, but not like Prince long. No, not Prince long. Okay. But uh, I mean, they do like twenty-ish songs, and in the twenty-ish song, they do a lot of jamming. So that's the anywhere between two and a half hours. To I've seen them from two and a half hours, and I've seen them play like three hours and a bit. You know, okay. just um, really depends. Now that you've walked us through the whole set list, you need to pick a bathroom break song. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think this is where we kind of got our our idea for bathroom break yes. song because Dave Matthews Band shows. You're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to the bathroom now because this is the song. But then everyone goes to the bathroom at that song that you choose because it's like, ah, oh, it's just whatever, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I would do, uh, I would do Mercy. You know what? That's what that was exactly my pick. Yeah, I would do Mercy. It's slower, and then as they continue to perform that song live, it becomes longer. Okay. So they can do. So I'm like, yeah, I can go to the bathroom. I would also uh, venture to pick you and me. But I don't uh, want to. It's really good live. Okay, but I don't want to miss yeah. the song that John that Jane likes. No, you don't want to miss that. <laughs> yeah, like anywhere. Yeah, if it was that, or I would if Mercy or. No, on this set, I would just do Mercy. Okay. Are you yeah. are you planning on going to any shows? Like this, you're obviously you're not going to go because of travel restrictions, but. Yeah. As soon as borders open up. Are you gonna go? I would love to. Okay. Yeah, I would love to. I I need uh, I need my D and B fix. What's the What's your dream venue? The Gorge. Okay. The Gorge, or um, they used to do it a, a lot. Excuse me. They used to do it a lot in the past. They used to play Red Rocks yeah, a lot. See Red Rocks. But yeah. they but they stopped playing it. I don't know why. But um. But yeah, Red Rocks or, or uh, the Gorge is definitely, and I would always go back to SPAC. It's so. It's so close. It's so fun, and uh, it's a good, it's a good vibe. That's good. I have one more question for you. Oh, okay. You're driving, and Dave Matthews is on the side of the road with his <laughs> bike, and you pick him up. What are you? What are you talking about? Do you fa- I, I, do you I, fanboy? I don't know, honestly, because I. I I, like I said earlier, I, I heard he's super cool all the time. Like I've never had one person say something that bad about him. I would love to know how he structures a set list. Okay. That's a, I would that's love a to really know what good he, question. I don't know how he does it. And no one ever asks that to anyone. The artists that do do it till today, Pearl Jam, Springsteen, you know, Dave Matthews, they don't, no one, no interviewers are like, hey, uh, what the hell? How do you choose the song? It'd be interesting to know what kind of uh, current, like of like events and things, uh, influence. So, whatever's happening, whatever's in happening in the world, I wonder how much of an influence it is on the set list. Yeah, and like, how does he do? Like, oh, did I play this yesterday? You know what I mean? Like, how do you, you know, like you have to. He just, just he always looks like he's out of it, just kind of like floating yeah. through life. It's yeah. Fun. So I guess I would ask that. I would ask him if he would go for a beer. You know. That's a that's a that's a good follow up question. <laughs> would you go for a beer? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, nah. Do the. Nah, uh, I got, there you go. I got a sister named Jane. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, thanks. I didn't know thank that. You, I didn't know that. Um, gee, thank you for walking me through this show. It was really fun. I could feel your energy is fun. 
you know it's oh thank um, you Je- but, but you've seen them right I you have, seen the one. yeah and you had told me that there was a possibility that the song that you liked the most would not be played and i was sitting in the balcony remember and yeah. i said to you if he plays great street i'm going to throw myself off the balcony and i yeah, remember and you did. texting me going well i'm like yeah, yeah okay <laughs> but i had and, and i couldn't believe it so cool. that show that you saw was actually really good too i remember this i remember them playing a song that said at the bell center um called let you down mm-hmm. and and they and they and that was the tour where they were doing acoustic set and uh electric set okay. so it was split and during the acoustic set they do a song called let me let you down and they had only played that song like i think it was the third time live or wow. something and it's from like the 90s like it's like it's just like i was like oh it must be fun to be in rehearsals where he goes okay this is here you have to learn all of these things you just have to know yeah. them all. It's a bit like Prince's band, frankly. Yeah. Where yeah. it's, you know, here's the song and we're going to play it and you better know how to play it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess Ooh. it's like that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's quite scary. Well, I hope that you get to see DMB in the near future. Thank I'd, you so much. I, I would I certainly, well. yeah, I would certainly go back. Not that you're inviting oh, thank me, you. but... I'll, I'll let you know if I have the... If, I can go. if you go on my birthday again, great. Yeah, perfect. Okay. But anyways, yes. uh, I mean, thanks for... You know, giving me the chance to do this. You're welcome. All right, let's wrap this no, thing I, up now. Okay. okay, I guess I'll see you next week. All yeah, right. all right, next week. All right, <laughs> okay. rock on. The Concert Goers Podcast is written and produced by Jessica Dion with your hosts, Jessica Dion and Jenny Fiasque. Follow us on social media at The Concert Goers on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The Concert Goers is produced in association with Snob Media.